You're listening to the Ministry 127 podcast, a complimentary resource for today's spiritual leader. The purpose of Ministry 127 is to aid Christians in developing a biblical philosophy of ministry. Ministry 127 is a growing online library aimed at assisting ministry workers with Bible-based resources and is a ministry of Pastor Paul Chapel, the Lancaster Baptist Church, and West Coast Baptist College. For more information, visit ministry127.com and subscribe to the Ministry 127 podcast for more practical lessons for today's Christian worker. Today's lesson is on making wise use of your advertising budget with Jeremy Lofgren. Jeremy is a graduate of West Coast Baptist College and currently serves as the Media Department Director at Lancaster Baptist Church. All right, um, for those of you who don't know me, most of you uh, I don't think do, my name is Jeremy Lofgren and I uh, direct our media department here at Lancaster Baptist Church. Um, so my responsibilities include uh, all of our print and web and uh, sound and technical uh, uh, support. Uh, my family uh, came to Lancaster when I was in the fourth grade, and it was uh, in October of 1986. It was just a few months after Pastor Chapel came, and uh, we joined, and we've gotten to see uh, Lancaster Baptist Church grow from uh, just a few, really probably uh, 20 or 30 fra- families when we came to uh, to what it is today, and we've seen the Lord bless, and it's been a privilege to be a part of it. Uh, we're going to talk today about maximizing our advertising budget, and um, I hope that uh, hope that some some of the things will be um, uh, will be helpful uh, to you. I've I've intentionally made this uh, lesson as fairly short in hopes to uh, get some good time for question and answer at the end. So we're compressed for time anyway, so I'm going to try to get through this, uh, the material that I have uh, pretty quickly and, um, and try to get some, uh, get some, answer some questions that you have if, if I can. I believe you got a, a sheet uh, when you came in, and I'll reference that uh, a little later. So we're talking about maximizing our advertising budget and, and, uh, and how do we most effectively um, get, uh, get our message to the community for, uh, for the most bang for the buck, for the least amount of dollars. And as, as I have thought and prepared for this session, uh, even in the, this past year here at our church, we have really uh, began to change a lot of our approaches towards, uh, towards advertising and towards media, and uh, I'm going to share some of, the, some of the things that we have learned and uh, some of the principles that we're trying to put into place here. Now, typically, when, when we think of advertising or marketing, uh, typically we uh, immediately think of some of the traditional forms of advertising media, newspaper, television, yellow pages, radios, these are kind of the staple or have been the staple of, of advertising and mass marketing for, for quite some time. And, uh, and uh, they've become uh, expensive, they've become mainstays, and uh, we're going to talk about how, uh, how we're, the transition now uh, that we are in uh, that's that's moving away towards some of these traditional ways of, of marketing, and as I've as I've studied uh, some of the advertising and marketing even secularly um, over the past 
two or three years, it's, it's beginning to become obvious that some of these more traditional forms are becoming less and less effective. Um, it's, it's primarily due to uh, the, the adaptation of the, the Internet and social media. And even people who are, aren't web savvy or use the web a lot, our culture is becoming less receptive to these forms of, of multimedia because our mindset has shifted to, to uh, the, the networking of friends that we have already in place. Okay? So t- 10, 20 years ago, marketing was very valuable, uh, uh, paper, television, radio, uh, because that was that was a primary form of how we made our decisions on what we bought and where we went to church and and and, and many of our decisions. Okay, but uh, with us all being so connected now that we don't have this one form of telling me where to buy my ice cream or where to go to church or or uh, it's it's l- much less centralized and much more uh, dependent upon our. Uh, our relationships, and we're much more dependent on uh, word of mouth and, and, and friends, and that's what social media is all built on, that, and that's, that's why it's this growing mindset uh, uh, that, uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, all these are, are relational uh, mediums that have, have really kind of changed the way we're getting information. Couple, uh, couple instances. Forrester Research forecasts that overall advertising in traditional media will continue to cl- decline. This was their forecast uh, from 2009 to 2012 in favor of less expensive, more uh, effective uh, interactive tools. Um, GM announced that they're, they're slashing $800 million from their advertising uh, budget in America. Uh, a survey said ne- nearly 65% of all CMOs uh, and, and marketing and executives say their budgets will decrease uh, over the next uh, year. And uh, one of the reports I was reading said, no doubt the world recession is uh, brought on by the uh, credit bust in America has contributed to the slump in advertising budgets. However, it's more than that. The, change in the changing trends of information age and the methods of distribution and consuming, uh, coupled with uncertain times we live in, are creating an enormous challenge for companies to better reach and engage their customers. Okay. So, before we, we go any further, I want to, to foundationally say I'm not saying that, nobody, that your church or, or uh, any church should never advertise in the newspaper, television, radio, uh, yellow pages. I'm not saying that, that our advertisement should go online, towards online. What I do think uh, we should in our paradigm, start to broaden our thought of how we advertise and how we market. And primarily, I think we need to think of how to, uh, social marketing, how to cultivate, empower, and equip the person-to-person exchange. Okay? When we're talking about maximizing our advertising budget, maximizing the, the impact that, that, that the funds we're going to spend are going to have, I think one of the keys is that we, we cultivate, uh, we empower and equip the people that are in our church to effectively reach 
their friends, coworkers, and uh, the people that they have their relationships with. And this, this is a little bit of, of a paradigm shift. So, so are we still, we are obviously still, as a church, reaching out to the community and doing the best we can to get our name recognition out there to try to, uh, to, try to uh, mass you know, market and, and we do mailings and those kind of things. Um, but, it's, but it's a little bit of a paradigm shift to think of how can we, instead of the church Reaching, reaching the unchurched people, which is, which is vital. We don't want to stop doing that. I think everybody understands that. But also, how can we as a church help to equip and empower the people that are already sitting in our pews to go out and, and, and reach their friends and invite people? And what are the tools that we can put in their hands and the types of tools that we can put in, in, in their hands? Um, we have found, and, and I'm sure if you did uh, a study in your own church, and, and we probably know this just from, just from talking to people, that, um, that about 80, 85% of the guests that come to Lancaster Baptist Church, the primary way, the primary means of, of getting that contact was some friend or family or coworker or somebody they knew invited them. So when we're talking about our advertising budget and how to make best use of it, um, I think we, if we focus on that exchange and helping our church family to invite their friends, to invite their, their family, relatives, and coworkers, that becomes, uh, that becomes the best use of our, of our advertising funds. Um, now, uh, so this is the statement. Instead of asking only... How can I reach the unchurched with this message? Okay, which we should ask that. We should also be asking, um, how can I equip and encourage our members to reach people that they know? Now, this is primarily, uh, the stuff we'll teach for the next few minutes, it's primarily uh, comes from a media production type of standpoint. Uh, with with the tools and and uh, some of the nuts and bolts of of, of what we do, um, so this is not necessarily about our soul winning program or or motivating uh, people uh, to to make that decision or to 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 be an effective witness. There are sessions about that. Brother Fussell teaches that they're great. This is primarily from a media standpoint. Uh, how do we how do we spend our funds? How do we maximize our advertising budget to um, uh, to be a helpful resource to our church members who want to reach their coworkers and friends. First of all, I think the first tool that that uh, we can employ is high quality print materials. High quality print materials. It's important to have high quality portable. Um, attractive information in print that you can put in your people's hands that they can then um, distribute around. How do we get to that point? How do, how do, how do we go about getting to high-quality print materials? First step, the easiest one, probably one we've all done the most of, is we copy it. Okay? Find something 
you know, save your junk mail, look through it and see what is quality and what's attractive. And, uh, and I'd encourage everyone to have uh, a file that you keep, you know, an ideas folder of, of ideas from uh, marketing campaigns, secular and Christian alike, that then you can take and copy their uh, fonts and a color scheme and, and this, this, uh, you know, this type of brochure. The only um, uh, encouragement I have for you to copy is copy ideas with an eye for detail and an eye for adaptation. Okay? So sometimes we'll see an idea and we'll get kind of close. You know, we'll get a font that almost looks like that, but not quite. Um, and... Uh, it's it's important to to if you have a piece that you're that you're trying to mimic, is to is to really fo- pay attention to the details of exa- you know exactly how that text laid out and and a lot of time and effort goes in, into making those decisions and if you can if you can copy something if you have something good that you can copy, by all means copy it, and also an eye, an eye for adaptation. A lot of times I'll get something in the mail or see a design piece that that really doesn't work for what we're trying to do. But a lot of times you can break down. If, if I pick up a piece that I think, oh, this is a, this is a fun piece. Uh, this is, this, you know, makes me feel happy. Or, or you know, this is, this is a very friendly piece. Even if I'm not intending to copy that piece uh, for some event, if you can look at a piece with an eye for adaptation, you can say, what about this piece makes it look happy? What are the, what are the, what are the color choices they're using? What are, the, what are the typefaces they're using? What are the photos that they're using? And kind of break it down uh, into, so that you have, the, you have the ability to adapt a piece that you're not going to strictly copy. Another... Um, Point. We're talking about maximizing our advertising budget, so I thought I'd, I'd mention that if you're on a tight budget and, and you're trying to produce some high-quality print materials, um, it, is, it can be a, a good deal to deal with a specialty printer for, for your individual needs. Let me, let me explain what I mean by that. If you want to print a postcard, there are printers who print just postcards all day long, Every day, and they are going to be a much better deal for you uh, than your general um, guy who prints everything. And they, uh, you know, abound on the internet. Uh, places, uh, you know, do, if you do a quick Google search for uh, postcard printing, um, it's very easy to and, and very quick to find uh, some quality printers who will print. Uh, especially if you're doing something that is um, that is kind of a standard piece. If you're doing an eight and a half by eleven flyer, or an eight and a half by five and a half flyer, or a business card size, or a postcard size, those are those you can find some specialty printers uh, to to uh, maximize you know what you can get for your money. I don't uh, like to. I like to have a printer that I deal with for most of our stuff. That does uh, that does uh, multiple, uh, is, is kind of a, a general purpose printer. And I think it's good and I think it's important for a church ministry to have uh, 
a printer that they deal with most of the time uh, because you, you, there's a little bit of a relationship there and, uh, and, and um, you can ask for favors. You know, some guy you contact on the Internet, that's his price and this is his timing. And um, you, you have a little bit more flexibility. So there's, there's, there is a trade-off. And I don't recommend going to a, a specialty printer for, for every single thing necessarily. But if, if uh, you're trying to produce something, uh, something quick that you really uh, stretch, for, stretch for your dollars, uh, finding one of those specialty printers is, can be a good option. Another thought under this quality print material is to create um, not only tracks. Okay? We're all uh, familiar, but probably all of our churches have have tracks, uh, quality print, printed tracks, okay? But we should also uh, be thinking of follow-up brochures, adults, children, teens, ladies brochures. A lot of times uh, we don't think of these as kind of marketing or advertising pieces, but they can be very, very effective when um, when your coworker knows that, uh, when your member has a coworker who has a, who has teenage kids, and they can take them, in particular, um, you know they've given them a track now three times, okay, and they haven't responded to that. If you if you can put something specific in their hands for them to take next time, uh, that can be that can be very very effective. An adult brochure, a children's brochure, a teens brochure, a ladies brochure, um, and and that it, it strengthens that person to person. Exchange, inviting folks to to the church. Lastly, under high quality print material, how do how do we come up with it? And that is study and learn some design basics. And that's why I give you this resource list. This is not a uh, uh, comprehensive list by any means, but this here's some some books and some online resources that have been a help and a blessing to us. Um, and I believe that that. Pretty much anybody who would take some time to study, you know, to read a couple books and, and stay up on a, on a couple of websites, your designs might not be fantastic award winners, that, but they will be solid, quality, effective, communicating designs. Um, and I think a lot of times we, we have a tendency to look at uh, print and web design as as some magical powers that some people possess and that, uh, you know, the, if you are the few, the chosen that have this magical strain of DNA, you can, you can design too. And there is, there is some truth to the fact that some people are born with, with an ability for it, um, but, uh, but a, a, you can have really good, solid quality designs if you'll, if you'll make an effort to and to study it. So here's a resource list. I'm not going to go through it. You can look at it later. Some online uh, sources and some books. And I'll say, you know, these people are probably, I don't know that any of them are Christians. They're probably, I'm sure they're not fundamental Baptists, okay? So I'm not endorsing everything about their lifestyle and everything that they might say. But, um, uh, but these have been some uh, help to us in, in, uh, in design and learning some techniques to, to help us improve our design. So... Maximizing our advertising budget, we're, we're, we're on a tight budget, and we, we need to make the best, resource, best use of the resources we can. So the first thing is, is, is have some high-quality print material. 
and if you'll shop it around, and if you'll, and if you'll do some, some research on how to create some, some good design, uh, you, can, you can do that fairly inexpensively in, in comparison to running a television ad or radio ad or, or some of these other things. Secondly, is to have an attractive web presence, an attractive web presence. So let's talk about Internet for a minute. First of all, obviously, the kind of the f- foundational piece is, is a quality church website. Okay? This obviously should include your basic service times, directions, contact information, uh, and uh, should be same, same principles of design apply to uh, print as they do to web. Okay, so a lot of these, these books and resources, uh, design is design. I think when setting up a, a church website, I think one of the most important decisions that we can make before we get started is the choice of having a static or updated content based on your ability to maintain it. And in my opinion, it's better to have a static information that is correct than to have out-of-date information. You know, I do this. If you've ever built, built a website, you do this. You have a million ideas at the front that are awesome. But yeah, two weeks into it, you're like, this is going to require 100 hours of work a week to keep up. So, so we, you have to come to some, uh, some decision along this, this line, how much information is just going to be static, it's going to be all the time, it's going to be a word from our pastor and about us, and it's going to be our contact information and service times. And if, it's, if, it's, if that's all it is, and if it's static, and if, it's, and if it looks high quality, and uh, it's designed well, then, then that's great. Um, if... Obviously, if you can have some updated information, some, some events and some, uh, some information and, and stuff that gets updated, you know, services and, and those kind of things, that's, that's a plus too. But, it's, but it would be better to have static information that's correct than, than uh, updated information that's not updated. Um, you can look at, uh, most of you probably, you are, have a website, but if, if you don't or if you're looking at some options, um, I'd encourage you to look at uh, uh, maybe WordPress as a, as a free service um, or you can get it hosted cheaply, wordpress.com. Uh, Squarespace is, is a, is a uh, good solution that I that I've know some churches are using, squarespace.com. That's a paid service, um, but, it's, but it's, um, it's reasonable. If, uh, if you own uh, a Mac or if you're on the Mac, uh, uh, it comes with iWeb, which has some really nice templates in it. You could build a, a website pretty quickly that would be attractive with, with some of their templates. Um, so those are just some ideas to throw out. You know, how do we get this, this how do we get a nice-looking website? Uh, if, if you're kind of starting from scratch and you're, and you, and you're not a programmer like I'm, I am not, I I, I can't look at the code and, you know, do all that kind of stuff. Uh, these are some options that, that I've suggested and, and I know some people are using that have templates built in that, are attra- that you can get some attractive templates for uh, and, and get something online fairly quickly. So that's your church website. I would, think, I would say the second thing 
that that churches can look at and and I think it's one that that we should look at more often is our Google listing. Um, anymore, Google is becoming uh, a yellow page of choice for a lot, a lot of people. Okay. So, and it, it's it's an it's an important it's an important listing, and it's free. You can use the service; it's 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 there. Um, it can be one of your most important listings, and they will uh, once you follow their steps, they will um, tell you how many people have looked on your uh, at your. Uh, uh, listing and how many people have clicked through and how many people have called. Um, if you haven't done this, okay, go to maps.google.com and do a search for your church, okay, Lancaster Baptist Church, Lancaster, California. It will come up just like this. And in the bottom uh, left, in the bottom left corner is this, is this edit button. When you click that, there'll be an option that says claim your business. And it's, a, and it's a simple, straightforward process that you can click there and claim your business, and you, then you have a, pa- a username and password to that listing, and then you can upload photos, you can do reviews, you can edit the information, you can put in your service times, uh, and, and you have basically control over your listing uh, for free that a lot of people use. So if, if you haven't done that, I would encourage... Uh, I would really encourage you to to take the time to do it. Take you ten minutes to do it, and and it and it could be a, a really important thing. Also, you should check your other um, online yellow pages listing. Uh, typically, if you're meeting with or if you have a contact at uh, your local yellow pages, whoever you know, what co- whatever company you're dealing with in in your location. Um, Typically, with any listing in the Yellow Pages, you get their online listing, and most of the most of the companies that I've dealt with will give you the same kind of access to you, to your listing in their online directory, um, and that varies a little bit. But most of them, at at no charge or, or nominal charge, will let you you know put service times, put a couple photos on there to improve your listings. Uh, so so we should check that as well. Secondly, we're talking about online presence, making, making, maximizing our uh, advertising budget. Um, this one can be touchy, but you could consider okay, doing some blogging or other social uh, media from your church or from your pastor. Facebook, Twitter, WordPress, blog, uh, these kind of things. It's not, it's not right for everybody. Obviously, we heard from pastor last night. It doesn't replace your personal you know, soul winning or ministry. Um, but uh, if it can be done... Well and effectively, and if if, if your pastor enjoys uh, writing, um, it could it could be uh, it could be another online presence that could uh, link to your website and give you give you a little bit more uh, presence, a few more ways for people to to contact you. And again, we're going back to this uh, this person to person exchange, and uh, we want that person at his workplace who's a member of our church to be yeah do we, we want him to be able to hand a track yes we also want him to say hey you can check out this website we can send them to to a blog they can, and and it's it's another tool that we're giving to our members to to uh, to have a touch have some kind of connection uh with with the church next um 
you should check your Google rankings. That's another another uh, free thing that you can do. It doesn't cost anything. But you should go to Google and try to find your church's website without typing it into the address bar and see where you're at. Okay. So if I type um, Lancaster Baptist Church, Lancaster, California in Google, I want LancasterBaptist.org to be the first, uh, you know, the, the top hit, which, which it is. Um, even better, if I type Baptist Church, Lancaster, California, um, it's the top one, which we so wisely chose Lancaster Baptist as our name. So that gets us, you know, when somebody searches for something Lancaster, we, we got that in the, uh, in the URL there. Um, so uh, you want to make sure that, basically, you want to make sure that people who are actually looking for you on Google uh, can find you. Uh, and as there's there's a, a couple quick things. This could be a whole session about uh, search engine optimization. A lot of it is a uh, uh, bunch of hocus pocus, but but some of these are some solid uh, uh, things that they can help you get get to people. When people are looking for you, they can find you on Google. Um, if you can use your church name as the URL, okay, LancasterBaptist.org, that's going to help you a lot in your Google rankings. I think that's, that's one of the top things Google uh, indexes is actually the name of the URL. Uh, another thing that, that sometimes churches can do which, which hurt their rankings in Google is put a lot of content inside of Flash. Okay? Google doesn't read Flash. So, um, so you, you don't want a lot of your information, your content, to be formatted in Flash. In other words, you don't want your church name and, and, and uh, pastor's name and address and phone number and all that inside of Flash, okay? It, it may look cool, and with Flash, you can make it fly in and zoop, zip and zoom around and fly out of the computer and back in again, uh, but, Google doesn't, but the Google doesn't look at it, um, so, so that can hurt you. Um, I hope those are, some, those are some quick things, short things that... Uh, might not be exactly what we were thinking when we thought maximizing our advertising budget, but as I thought about it, I think bang for the buck to to equip and empower your, the people that are already you already have a, a a relationship with to help them give provide them quality print materials, provide a quality online presence that they can direct people to. Um, I think is is much uh, can be much more powerful than uh, some of the traditional forms of uh, media and advertising. Thank you for listening to the Ministry 127 podcast. Today's lesson was on making wise use of your advertising budget with Jeremy Lofgren. This podcast was designed to equip spiritual leaders to grow in the Word and develop a biblical philosophy of ministry for today's local church. Be sure to let a friend know about ministry127.com. Also, for Christ-honoring publications, please visit strivingtogether.com for resources that encourage spiritual growth and the local church ministry. Thank you for listening to this Ministry 127 podcast.